Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! and shine football fans welcome to a very spooky edition <laughs> of morning footy happy halloween happy halloween, happy halloween. Happy halloween. we're halloween. all in the spirit here even alexis i feel like that's where i grew up that's north <laughs> <laughs> good one good one guys you look fantastic thanks we're really going for it today and I feel good about it. I love Halloween. I know. Same. I know Charlie's a big Halloween. <laughs> can you tell? Enthusiast, um, Alexis. Can I just tell you that I'm so impressed that you even attempted to to do something today? Because very creative. For the record, Alexis Guerreros is not really a Halloween guy. It's not so much his thing. I don't do but Halloween. You're, but you're playing along. Yeah. From my wife. Buddy. My wife was even shy. I actually called my mother. I was like, Do you have any photos of me from when I was a child in a Halloween costume? She's like. You hate Halloween. Why would you? Why would I have that? So tell us what your what your costume is. So I am a uh, an MLS fan who just got here. I am a first time. Which MLS is good. Fan. Like that's clever. So every time you come to me, I will have a new idea for MLS. Like, hey, why don't we make the goals bigger? It's good. There's a lot of them these days. It's yeah. relevant. I appreciate yeah. I'm it. I'm wearing a messy kit. It's the only player in MLS, right? Yep. Absolutely. Right? Until Luis yeah. Suarez gets here. What do you, I love what it. What do you think about uh, ProRail? Oh, dude, when are we going to get it? <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I heard they have it in Europe. <laughs> nice. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the footy Thank world. you, dude. When's the first time out? Uh, Commercial breaks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, we don't get them. Yo, Premier League should have an all-star game, dude. There you go. There you go. Now he's bringing the heat. In the spirit of Halloween, we are going to talk about um, some teams that are having scary good seasons. See what mm. we did there? Did you see? Bam, bam, you know, I hope you. I hope you're ready for this because it's happening <laughs> for the next two hours. Um, but let's start with Bayer Leverkusen because they are absolutely cooking in the Bundesliga. They are still they're unbeaten across all competitions this season, which is wild. Here's a look at how they're doing by the numbers: 27 goals scored through nine league matches. Unbeaten in the last nine uh, matches at home. It, it's it's pretty remarkable what they have been able to do this year. And Xavi mm-hmm. Alonso deserves a, a ton of credit. But for you, Charlie, I know that this is a team you've been you've been high on them for a while. And the players like Victor Boniface and what what have they been doing well this season? Why is it clicking so well? Well, they're they're a complete team. Uh, you look at Victor Boniface, I think that's what they were missing last season because they had Musa Diaby, who was an incredible winger, and then Florian Wirtz, who was still coming back from, from a major injury. But they needed someone up top who could not only run the channels and stretch the back lines, but also hold up play and be someone who's going to be consistently making those dangerous runs and scoring goals. And when you have Victor Boniface, we saw what he did in Europa League last season 
with Union Saint Giroas, now with with Bayer Leverkusen. Mind you, they sold Musa Diaby. One they of their s- best players. Mm-hmm. Granit Xhaka was a fantastic addition. That someone with experience who can spray the ball. He sits in that pocket. Does 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 it so well. They signed Jonas Hoffmann, who was also has been a, an incredible addition to this team. They added uh, Grimaldo as a as a free um, free signing. So he bombs down the left side. You have Frimpong, who's been stellar this season, bombing down the right. And Victor Boniface is the is the the complete player. He's just taken this team to a whole nother level, and they've scored 27 goals but in Bundesliga, and they've only conceded eight. Mm. So when I, when I look at what Xavi Alonso has been able to do with the squad, it's just sensational, mm. absolutely sensational. So I think they're going to challenge throughout the whole season because they have depth. That was my question. I, is this sustainable? Yes, it is. I hope. As long yeah. as they don't have a major injury mm-hmm. to Victor Boniface, for me, I think yeah. that's because he, he is irreplaceable. Florian Wirtz has, has done really well. Having an insane season um, so far. And then Frimpong. But I think if you're talking about one player who's irreplaceable, it is Victor Bonin. And they also have consistency in the back line in Tapsoba, Kusunu, and Ta. Piero Incapié was one of their stalwarts, the Ecuadorian international. Um, but he's been injured, and he usually either can play left center back or left back. But they've replaced him during his injury with finding Grimaldo, who's been... So good. Incredible. Oh, my God. And the way that he's able to understand what Xavi wants him to do, drifting into the midfield, adding numerical superiority in the midfield, have numbers, regain the ball. The way that Tapsoba and Kusunu press into the midfield, they alternate with, with just creating more numbers around the ball and having more options. They really understand what Xavi Alonso does, and it's great to see. And I, and I really do hope... They compete. I could care less about what they do in Europa League. Mm-hmm. I want them to compete for Bundesliga mm-hmm. because they, they, that's... And they will. Hopefully. Uh, what's look, impressed, look at how they're built. What's impressed me the most is Shaka. You mentioned Grimaldo and Frimpong. Their ability to get in the midfield, invert, but then also be able to get back and, and defend. Especially a player like Shaka, which I think in the first few matches of the season was really missing from a team like Arsenal. You saw what he brought that you couldn't easily replace, which is not just making that late run, top of the box, those half spaces, but to be able to get back and defend as well. He's been able to do that with Bayer, uh, with Bayer Leverkusen. It's been amazing. Their positioning is phenomenal. And Xabi Alonso, who we, we spoke uh, highly about, he's learned from the best managers in the game. Mm. Benitez. Uh, Pep Guardiola. Mourinho. Mourinho. Uh, you, just, you just know that this is the next big manager. Just the way he's composed, the way he carries himself. I, I just I love everything about Xabi Alonso. Seeing him getting to compete against him. Uh, in the Confederations Cup when he was in the midfield next mm. to Xavi in, for Spain. You, you just saw how, cla- how much class he, he possesses, not only as a, uh, a coach, but as a player. The ascent from Bayer Leverkusen. Let's remember that he started managing the team when they were near the bottom of the table yeah. last season when he takes over for Gerardo Soane. And now they're sitting on top. And boom. The way that they, they're sitting on top of the Bundesliga. Top of incredible. the table. Yeah, it is remarkable. All right, uh, let's move along to uh, Spain, La Liga. Girona, a surprise team doing well this year. They're currently sitting second in the table. And they were only promoted to La Liga last year. So uh, this, this turnaround has been quite something, Charlie. What do, what do you make of Girona and what they've been able to do this season so far? Well, City Football Group um, decided to say, you know what, we're going to hit the pause button with New York City Football Club. And we're going to just focus on... <laughs> yeah, that's what they decided to do. It wasn't that they, I don't know, won MLS Cup in 2021? And uh, they're retooling, but fine. 
Girona, another one of their clubs, doing very wow. well. Wow, you went there. I just, I just had to give a little bit you to You really Alexis went there. You know. How the Rebs doing in the playoffs? Oh! Ooh. At least they're in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can moonwalk into the playoffs, apparently. No, Dang. No, but uh, Girona has, has been obviously a, a clear surprise, and I don't think it's going to be sustainable. Okay. Hmm. It's, it's crazy because had Jude Bellingham not scored that goal on Saturday in El Clásico, Girona would be top of the table. Um, I, I understand what you mean that it won't be sustainable. At one point, you expect the quality to drop off. Yeah. I like what they're doing with Savio, their, their winger. So good. Um, and, and Jan Couto and Yangel Herrera, also part of City Football Group. He's NYCFC. been scoring. Yeah. Played uh, in NYCFC, yeah. Yeah, Yangel Herrera was awesome. I remember when he was in, in NYCFC. And, and look, they're, they're doing really well. They have Daily Blind in the back line. And Michel, they've given him the time. Stuani. I feel like Stuani has been around He's the year. For, yeah. for, for, forever. <laughs> forever. Um, but yeah, throughout an entire season. I, I just don't see that being sustainable. I don't, no. see, I don't see them finishing top four. A consistent res- it's difficult to put up consistent results. Top, top, I know, even we're, top we're, six what, would be we're impressive. We're what, like 10 games into the season, though? I mean, it's not like we're... Yeah. I mean, it's... But the, I don't think they have the depth. Okay, and that's fair. That's fair. I keep getting a glimpse of myself in yeah, the yeah. monitor. I'm like, I'm like, I can't take myself I bet you she's warm right now. That's what I just keep thinking. Yeah. Honestly, that feels, I'm, we, I'm over here. Soccer Ken is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about it all the time on this show, though, how cold it is in this studio. And I've never been more comfortable in my life. This one, I'm going to wear a onesie every show. Give the heated <laughs> blanket over I know. Seriously. I'm just going to get a whole collection of them. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a million bucks. All right, guys. Um, we're going to take a break. Ali Trost Martin is going to to come back with some spooky headlines when we come back. Ooh. Ooh. Look at that. Hey, this is pumping me up for tonight. I love it. We're really hey. for today. Stick Turn around, guys. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Real quick, how crazy would it be if LeBron James played soccer, dude? 
Oh, hey. Uh, I think one of our best athletes played soccer. Dude, how crazy would that be, bro? <laughs> I, yeah. That would be nuts. I think Alexis really committed Tom to the bit. <laughs> Tom Brady. Oh, he'd make a great middle defender. What are they called again? They're in the back middle of the back. center? Middle, middle back. back. Middle back. Middle back. Middle back. Middle back. Oh. That's my middle When's back Messi right there. <laughs> this is good. This is really good. It's a good. He already bit. has his rings. Now let's send it over to um, our favorite, our favorite ghost, Ali Trost Martin. You guys, I'm Trost really the lacking ghost. in the. Cr- that works. See? No. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I was She's going like, for. Yes, I should have right, thought see that. See ya. Uh, <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> I, I show up this morning, everyone's got these creative soccer, you know. You although, look great. I, I love those. It. I love the little light-up ghosts. They're adorable. They're very bright but in, yeah, in tro- real life. But yeah, Trust the Ghost is a, I think that's, the, that's the what ghost. you're going with today. That's exactly, that was my intention the entire time. Love it. Uh, let's dig into the headlines. We start with the 2023 Ballon d'Or, which went to Lionel Messi for a record eighth time. Messi beat out Erling Haaland for this year's prize after leading Argentina to the World Cup title last December. Holland finished second after scoring a whopping 52 goals in all competitions last season. Aitana Bonmati lifted her first Ballon d'Or and became the third straight Spanish player to win the women's award. Bonmati was the runaway pick after earning Player of the Year honors for leading Barcelona to the UEFA Women's Champions League title before winning the Golden Ball and leading Spain to the World Cup title. Emmy Martinez, Jude Bellingham, and Venetia's Jr. also took home prizes at the Ballon d'Or awards ceremony in Paris. The Team of the Year awards were also announced yesterday, and Manchester City's men's team and FC Barcelona's women's team took home the honors. City was the runaway pick after completing the treble last season by winning their first Champions League title. Barcelona's women's team dominated on multiple fronts, running away with the Spanish League title and cruising to their second Champions League title in three years. In injury news, RB Leipzig are set to be without midfielder Danny Olmo after the, for the rest of the year due to a shoulder injury that he suffered during Leipzig's 6-0 win over Cologne. Olmo had just recently returned from a knee injury that he suffered on international duty in September and will now miss Spain's Euro qualifiers in November. Leipzig is in action today in the German Cup against Wolfsburg. In Scotland, Celtic announced that Japanese midfielder Ryo Hatate will be out until after Christmas with a hamstring injury Ooh. that he suffered in Celtic's Champions League draw with Atletico Madrid last week. The 25-year-old could miss up to 12 matches for Celtic, including their next set of Champions League matches in November against Atletico Madrid and Lazio. In international soccer news, Australia's Football Federation has announced that it will not bid for the 2034 World Cup, clearing the way for Saudi Arabia to host the tournament. Countries from Asia and Oceania were invited by FIFA to bid on the 2034 competition, with today being the deadline to apply for the bid. Saudi Arabia submitted its bid immediately and remains the sole bidder, while Australia ultimately decided against submitting a bid, choosing instead to focus on bidding for other events. Nico, you were in Qatar for the last World Cup. Are you surprised to see Saudi Arabia emerge as a leading host option just 12 years later? No, I'm not. Uh, and we could anticipate this, right? Given the fact that they gave Conmebol, they gave Africa, and they gave UEFA their respective World Cup altogether in one to clear the way for Saudi Arabia. There's two realities here. Um, obviously, we know that it's sports washing at the end of the day. That, that's what it is. That's what the brand of the country, Saudi Arabia, wants to do. Uh, it was done with Qatar, and it will be done with Saudi Arabia. Mind you, 
um, it'll probably be a very impressive World Cup. Considering how much money and power Qatar had, it was, it was very well organized. You could get everywhere very easily. When, and, and Saudi Arabia is going to invest when, on a crazy amount of money for this World Cup to be incredible. Can you elaborate on what you mean by sports washing? Well, real quick, before you do, I just want everyone to know the thoughts expressed here are of Nico only and not the whole show. Go ahead. Right. Essentially, you're using sports to cover up human rights violations committed by your regime that Saudi Arabia has historically marginalized and been violent towards LGBTQ plus communities, women, women, yep. uh, anybody that speaks out against authority, it's they well, they've reportedly, I don't want to say they have, but reportedly, look at what happened to Jamal Khashoggi, journalist who was murdered reportedly by the state. They're, obviously, it's never going to admit it, and we can have a whole show about this, but Similarly to Qatar with their uh, workers, similar with some similar, I don't, some similar issues. I don't think it's the same to the same extent as, as Saudi Arabia, but that's what it's become. And it's, that's what they're doing with Newcastle. That's what they're doing with the Saudi Pro League and bringing so yeah. many people. And, and the difficult part is that they have so much money, so much. unthinkable amounts of money, that it's very difficult for people for people's morals to weigh more than the money because it's very difficult to Mm -hmm. turn down the money. And that's where we are in the world of football, sadly enough. And they're going to get the World Cup and it's probably going to be incredible. It's probably going to be really well hosted. It's going to be clean. It's going to be organized. The logistics are going to be great. The stadiums are going to be world-class venues. That's the sad reality out of all of it. And and sports washing wins, which is the sad part at the end of the day. The, wor- the, the hardest part is that it works. Sports washing works because yeah. you take, at the, at the bare minimum, it changes perception. So you take something that had a negative connotation and now you add this overwhelmingly positive connotation. You add this joyous, momentous moment to it and it changes the way people perceive. It changes the subject. The first thing that comes up to mind when you think of a country or a state or a person who's involved in sports washing as opposed to it's the negative thing. Now you're like, yeah, but remember when we won or, oh, I had a great time at that World Cup. It helps change that perception. And that's the dangerous part is that it works. Yeah, the narrative starts to change a bit. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it is. It's a tough one. That's a it's, hard conversation because I think to your point, like the moral issue at hand is is something that you don't want to ignore and you want to keep that at the forefront. Yeah. But it's the amount of money is so staggering. Um, and, and it's, look, it, it's, South, it feels like it's unavoidable, and, South I, Africa, and I, hate, I hate that. South Africa had issues, Brazil had issues, but they weren't sports washing. Right. Right? They had it, issues with the stadium, with, with, with workers. <laughs> yeah. People were reportedly dying in, in South Africa building the stadiums, uh, similar mm-hmm. issues in, in Brazil, but at the end of the day, you weren't using football to cover certain yeah. human rights violations that your country has committed. Yeah. So... I know. That's that, that's where we're at, and I don't think like there's people in Saudi Arabia that are, that are probably good people and they want of good for their country, there are good but you can't find but... change that way. Mm-hmm. Imagine all the backlash and 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 the pressure that the World Cup in the Qatar got. Imagine what it's going to be like in 2034. Yeah, I know. I feel like we are, this is not the last time we're going to have that conversation. Very very interesting. Um, all right, guys. We're going to take a break. We had a couple of Audi MLS Cup playoff matches last night. We are going to dive into those results after a quick timeout. Stay with us, guys. 
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for The Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. And we are leaning into it hard. Thank you so much for joining us on this very fun Halloween morning. Um, we have some MLS playoff action to talk mm. about. Here is a look at the round one results so far. Uh, we had a couple games last night. Orlando City hosting Nashville and Seattle Sounders taking on FC Dallas. Orlando City get the 1-0 win. At home over Nashville, Seattle Sounders 2-0 over FC Dallas. The home teams so far continue to dominate, except for, of course, um, in the case of St. Louis and Sporting Kansas City, which is the one game I bet on. But we're not going to dive into that. We're not going to. Nope, we're not going to go there. Let's Actually, get into you betting on an MLS game uh -huh. is spooky to those teams. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. I don't feel great about it. Let's get into the highlights from last night, shall we? We start in Orlando at Exploria Stadium. Uh, Orlando City taking on Nashville. And this was a, an intriguing matchup for me because Orlando has been really, really good at the end of this regular season, and Nashville have kind of fallen off form, Charlie. Yes. And it just this is it. This was very indicative of sort of how it's been going for both teams and so that, far. That, that was an absolute golazo from Cartagena, and I, I think they were and big save from Galese, but. For Nashville, they weren't mm -hmm. that threatening. I mean, Sam Surge had an easy layup chance that he tries to go with like a side foot heel type of, of thing. It's a cross. He's in the six. You're a big guy. Mm -hmm. Use your head. Yeah. Stick to your head. All you got to do is guide it home. And that's a, those are the type of chances that you can't afford to miss as a designated player, as a striker who was brought in to score goals for Nashville because ultimately throughout the game, they weren't that threatening. No. They, had, no. they had seven shots total. To 24. To 25. 25? 25. I have 24. Okay. All right. That's terrible. And like, this was dire for Nashville. This was a bad showing. Let's also remember, this is Orlando's first ever playoff win. Wait, how can that be true? Didn't they win against NYCFC in, oh, was that like a, penalty. an official that penalty? That was a draw. So yeah. that is technically a draw. A okay. penalty I was with, like, Wait a second. with like a, a, a center back yeah. as a goalkeeper. Yeah, very exactly. Rodrigo Schlegel. Did Charlie remind you of that? Yeah. Uh, it was very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but this was bad. If you're Nashville, this was very bad. This, is, this makes you worried about going back home. This makes you worried about trying, because now they have to win two in a row. And we and what what did we talk about yesterday, the lack of attacking mm -hmm. options. It's Hani Mukhtar and nothing. You, you can't just depend on Hani Mukhtar to get pick yeah. the ball up at half and and drive at the back line and and have this moment of magic. They've they've really lacked creativity in the attacking third, and that's what's going to haunt them in the playoffs because we saw, in terms of of how Gary Smith sets up, it's always pretty. Defensive-minded. It's it's a little bit boring. You were hoping for something a little bit more creative, and and you know whether it was finding wingers to get higher up the pitch and whipping balls into playing to your center forward and playing off of them. Those little diagonal balls in between the the 18-yard line. You just didn't see that, and 
Towards the end of the season, now you, it looks stale. So they have they have one win in their last seven matches. I, they went on a really nice run in League's Cup, made it to the mm-hmm. final, had lost in PKs to enter Miami. Charlie, what's what's changed since that good run of form that they had? They, they aren't pressing. They aren't getting higher up the field. So when you talk about Jacob Schaffelberg or Fafa Pico who came off the bench, Teal Bunbury who came off the bench, they had more numbers going forward and there was a little bit more, I'd say, pace and quickness to, to close down center backs, uh, to close down the opposing center backs, to get up there and, and try and disrupt the teams building out of the midfield. When Nashville were defending yesterday, they all collapsed into their box. So you had a, a lot of space in the midfield for uh, Mauricio Pereira, Pereira for, from Orlando to get on the ball and dictate where the ball was going to go. They could control the tempo of the game, and for Nashville, mm. you just lost the bite. There, there, just, there wasn't enough of a, a commitment to close down mm. the Orlando City players, and that is the difference. You cannot allow Orlando City to be comfortable on the ball. I'm thinking about the dynamic of game two. Because I'm super intrigued by the playoff format, which essentially you're spreading out drama over three games where in any normal circumstance it would be in two. Being down only a goal against Orlando where maybe you felt that Orlando was by far the better team, maybe probably should have escaped the first leg with a bigger win, right? That but, in- but that doesn't even matter. Exactly. Matter. So my point is that... Nashville doesn't need to take risks in game two like they would if it was a two-leg series. They don't need to go in search of two goals. They just need to go in search of the win. So they're incentivized to park the bus is what you're they're saying. They're in- up to a certain point when that they need to win the well, game at the that, end of the day. Yeah, I mean, or they can even win it in penalty kicks. Anyway. But that just helps out Orlando. If, if you're just going to sit back and be pragmatic and just... And, and that's why I'm just worried because the around. drama... You could force them to go after the game, but now over three legs, they don't have to go with so much impetus forward to try to get those two goals that would put them into the next round. But they round. do, because if you lose, you're done. Yeah, but you can... You, you're, you're, not, you're not, you're not trying to win, you're not you can, to win penalties But you're home. not trying to beat the aggregate, is what he said. Right. Yeah. Now, that doesn't matter. You just got to eke out a win. If you're suffering, imagine Orlando's piling it on. They want to knock out the game. They want to knock out the game. They're on the front foot towards the end, and Nashville has no response. They can hang on to that crossbar for dear life and wish that they win in penalty mm. kicks and they might win in penalty kicks and now you got a game three? Yeah, but I don't think it's, that It's just strange the, to me. That's not going to be the game plan. Right. It won't. You're trying to win this but, game. Cor- correct. You're, at, ho- you're at home. On a scale of one to ten, how do we all feel about this three game, best of three games? I want to see how it finishes. So far. Before I Yeah, I'm going to wait to give Right now. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little, it's a little sus to I me. don't like it. It's, yeah. But I, I, I agree. Let's, 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 let's watch it play out. Sus. We, yeah, no, it's fair. Watch it play out. Okay, let's get to, uh, let's move on over to the Western Conference. Seattle Sounders taking on FC Dallas, two seed versus seven seed in the West. Uh, this match played at Looming Field, always, uh, always unfriendly to, to visitors. It's, it's very, very loud there. Yes, it is. Seattle been good at home. And, and Christian rolled on. He wins the penalty here. They actually goes to VAR. Uh, or the, it was called the penalty. It goes to VAR to, for the check, and it it, it, it was never going to be overturned because there was contact. I do think Christian Roldan made a meal of it. Mm-hmm. He, he, he set himself up for that. He baited the defender, and sure did. Parfan did Knew cause who the foul. With the assist. And here James we go. Jordan rest. Morris in the box. There we go. Look at that. Uh, the the big storyline here is 
FC Dallas <sighs> had their opportunities. As bad as they were, Jesus Ferreira had two one-on-ones with the keeper. And talk about, I mean, right here. Yes, here we go. Ugh. Right at the keeper. Just go dri dribble right by Stefan Fry. He's coming out. Your, his momentum's going to carry him past you as if that first touch just goes to the right of him. And, and that's a goal. You're going right by him. So that's one. This is a, a player with such low, low confidence right now in Jesus Ferreira from, from the world, <gasps> since the World oh, Cup. Man, yeah. you, just, you just feel that okay, he's not is, himself. This is interesting. So take a look at uh, Dallas's record when Jesus mm. Ferreira gets on the score sheet. Enough said. 1, 12, and 6 when he doesn't. So the importance of getting this guy going. This has been the issue when you look at their end-of-season form as well and that string of draws. I mean, it was – and Jesus Ferrer was not finding the back of the net in these games. He is the difference maker for them. Mm -hmm. And they're running – they've – they are running out of time. I mean, it's I, they were able to get some uh, results against LA, uh, the LA Galaxy in that decision day match or in that playoff to get into the the postseason. But their they their offensive production is I you don't know where the goals are coming if it's not Jesus Ferreira, and no. that is a massive concern. Yeah, if the way they played yesterday was was uninspiring, and I, I get you're playing Seattle Sounders on the road. It's a very difficult to play, place to play. The supporters are. are vibrant and loud and live and then the turf it rolls pretty fast and you just you just didn't see how they could get past the sounder mm -hmm. side over especially over three games no I, I just don't see it i mean at home they're super strong but i just didn't see any solutions going forward and paul Ariola was was mostly defending throughout, throughout this game. And that's someone that early on in, in his FC Dallas uh, stint that he was pushing, he always getting in behind, whipping mm -hmm. in balls. You're not seeing that from this FC Dallas side. And just uninspiring. Without Jesus Ferrer with confidence, you, you saw he had two golden chances. You got to finish at you least one. Finish. At least one. Yeah. To walk out of that match with one shot on target, it's just rough. Especially when you are the you are the one that the entire team depends on. At the end of the day, I mean, this is a player who's a DP who's had you know moments where he there was a flirtation with Europe. I kind of want to see a big game from him in the second match. You need to show this up, especially at home. This is when you need to show yeah. up you need in to show the up playoffs, big. in the postseason. Hmm. Your, your season will end if you don't advance. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Also, we've got, we've got another uh, playoff match tomorrow. Which is crazy. I know. Are, are we done? No, no. I, I we still have one why? more. We what, still have one the, more in the first, the the first game Columbus of the three-game series, Columbus-Atlanta. Uh, why is there such a delay? We can talk we, about it in the but 10 days But it gives us something to talk about. But, hey, round. Seattle had Rui Diaz and Nico Ladero coming off the bench. Could you imagine that? That's some, that's some decent Yeah. Decent that's a playoff action. team. I'll take it. That's a playoff team. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll take Seattle, it. Seattle's FC Dallas should playoffs. be so lucky. All right, we're going to uh, take another break. We're going to play a little game we're calling Trick or Treat. Mm. Woo! After, <laughs> after we come back, guys, stick around. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. 
welcome back to this very special Halloween edition of Morning Footy. Hey, we want to give a huge shout out to our very own Amanda Wong, who painted these magnificent Morning Footy and Palazzo Network this. pumpkins. They are spectacular. Absolutely She spectacular. nailed it. So every year, she and her friends and family, they hand paint pumpkins to help raise money for the Lupus Research Alliance, which is really cool. And their team raised over $26,000 this Look year. At that. Amazing work, Amanda. That's world class. That's uh, it really is. Yeah. It's so good. I want to take one home <laughs> me with too. me. I you guys know. don't know. She makes these cookies sometimes with the tops of like a. Oh, uh, her cookies. The, the soccer ball one. Yeah, she her made morning are footy phenomenal. cookies. It's crazy. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, we love you, Amanda. Thank you so much for your efforts. If you're going to bake any sugar cookies, yeah. anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever you feel <laughs> up down. to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're done. You've got some takers over here. Um, all right, guys, we're going to play a little game of trick or treat. Okay. which is basically true or false. I'm going to read a statement or a scenario, and then you are going to hold up trick or treat. Which so one's trick, true and which trick, one's false again? Trick is false, trick basically, is false. and treat means like you think it will happen. They're green or and true. orange, bro. It's orange. It's not red. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll say it, and then I'll, I'll count. Three, two, one. Raise up your whichever card you want. Trick or treat. Got it? Okay. Super simple. We like to keep it simple here on Morning Footy. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. First one, Seru Girassi mm -hmm. of Stuttgart mm -hmm. will win the Bundesliga Golden Boot this year. Trick or treat. One, two, three. Show your... <sighs> oh, Nico's still deciding. Oh! Okay, so this is a player. He's on 14 goals yeah. in eight matches right now for Stuttgart. He went down injured. Uh, last weekend, not this mm -hmm. past weekend, but the the weekend before, um, and he it's, he's projected to come back mid November. But Chuck, you believe, or you no, you don't think so. I do not. You think do not so. think so. Uh, there's one Harry Kane. Thank you. <laughs> Harry Kane is is playing with Bayern Munich, and if Bayern Munich don't win the league, they're going to finish second, I think, in my, uh, to to Bayer Leverkusen. And I just think with Harry Kane having. The Roizane, Musiala, I think he has more options mm -hmm. in terms of because the game has to open up. You can't just focus on Harry Kane because the Roizane will hurt you or Musiala. I, I just think that he'll have more opportunities okay. to win Golden Boot. Nico, you disagree. I hope he comes back healthy and strong and keeps it going. We'll see in these coming weeks if Stuttgart have a dependency on, on Girassi. They showed that they can compete without him this weekend. Um, Fuchrich was very good. They, they didn't end up winning. They lost yeah, to they Hoffenheim. Lost. Um, What's this got to do with him winning the Golden Boot? Because then the Golden there Boot. will be... Then, but you said they, it shows uh, they can compete. They lost to Hoffenheim. How does that show they can compete? No, but they didn't get torn apart and they still produced They're offensively. Not get torn apart okay. without a striker. If if Seru Girassi drops off, I feel like so will Stuttgart and I want Stuttgart to be up there. Mm -hmm. So for me it's a treat. It would their be next a treat highest goal scorer to... on their team has four. Denise Undav. So like Undav, I mean, who's yeah. the backup striker right, for, exactly. for so, oh geez. Hey, lost my microphone. Don't will, worry about it. It's you, fine. Thank what, you, Nico. Look, my point is this. You have Coman, you mm -hmm. have you have Musiala, you have Serge Gnabry when he gets back. Yep. You have Leroy Zane. You have so many options with Bayern Munich 
that the game is going to always be open for Harry Kane because yep. you can't just solely focus on Harry Kane. Whereas in Stuttgart, you have Girassi, it's only Girassi. Yep. Yeah. So you, you, can, you can figure out a way to, to front him, to, to back him, and then you have maybe outside backs who are tough. No one's in. figured that out, though. Okay. Also, Harry Kane's scoring from the locker room. He is scoring from It's going to be just fine. You think Stuttgart's going to keep this up? There's like four other questions, guys. They just lost a half And I really like this next one. All right, let's go. This one's spicy. All right? Eric Ten Hag will finish the season as Manchester United manager. Trick or treat. Wow. Go ahead, wow, cook. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, cook. Yeah, just, show their, just show their XG, show their standings, show their, uh, their horrific style of play, uh, transition football that they can't figure out a way to, to do, uh, show their back line, show their defensive midfielders, show how many goals Marcus Rashford has scored this season one. I mean, at the end of the day, this is – this is an embarrassment. This is a failure from this the top amazing. to the bottom. And if you're a Manchester United fan, the team that you you rooted for growing up that made you a fan of this club no longer exists. My friend, that is just a logo. Wow. <laughs> and oh my God. On, on top of that, we're waiting for Radcliffe to take over that 25%. And to do what? To take over the football industry. So you got a bunch of lame ducks sitting in this front office so, doing what? I wouldn't oh, even answer an email. Oh, cool. This is like everyone gave the two weeks notice, just sitting back, kicking back, waiting for Ratcliffe to take over. Mm-hmm. Bro, this is an embarrassment at the and, highest level. The, the, world, the, the, the world of football needs a powerful Manchester United, and right now, you ain't got it. Yeah. Oof. And Oof. if they don't convince Radcliffe, if there's the first moment that Manchester United shows under Radcliffe, whenever it is, that he finally takes control, a reason, they show him a reason to say, Ten Hag, done, enough, we've had enough. The first step of authority that Radcliffe is gonna make, wow. probably Ten Hag just came out and said the reason he's not Ten playing Ajax-style football is because he doesn't have the players to do yeah, it. It's cr- you can, you, fam! Yeah, fam, out. How many transfer windows have you had, my G? Get out of here with that. Bro! Okay, all right, tricks all around. Uh, next question. Lionel Messi will win next year's MLS MVP award. Trick or treat? Wait, yeah. <gasps> Nico! Trick. I'm shocked. I thought you would have said treat for sure. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too sure. You know, Miami has a lot to build off of. <laughs> they have their. You they know, have, sorry. Excuse me. They have a long way to go. They have a lot to build off of, but they have a very long way to go. Turning something around night and day over a season is very difficult. He's probably the favorite, but there are many other talents that. I, I don't believe I just heard that come out of his mouth. No. We just had the Ballon d'Or win. Not with and, Inter-Miami. And, and he is currently on Inter-Miami, which means the current Ballon d'Or winner is playing in MLS. And we just saw what he did in League's Cup. A healthy Lionel One Messi. One League's Cup over four weeks. A healthy Lionel Messi in MLS for a full season. You're telling me he is not going to be the MVP? They'll have competition. What if they don't finish... T- like, you, th- they would imagine Lucha Costa. I, guess I think the player. bite's getting to his head, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did you, what's in that mate today? I don't it's, know. Bro, it's not going to have competition. We're talking about the best player in the world. I mean, and he's probably MLS. the favorite to be MLS MVP. <laughs> they what, good. What, what, they what, got the mate. What competition? <laughs> mate. 
I know. What competition? Lucho Acosta is extraordinary. He is an extraordinary footballer, far beyond the rest Who of the pack. Who is going to pick him over Messi from a full season if he's healthy? I agree with Charlie on that. Who? What if Inter Miami Lucho doesn't have the season that we Lucho, think? Dude. Wow. What if Inter Miami doesn't have the season that we think and they finish fifth and Cincinnati come in again and put up another uh, supporter shield? If they finish fifth, they're still in the playoffs. And Messi will still right, be MVP. But, just like, but what if somebody puts I like a better the two guys in the Miami like, <laughs> right now. They're like, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Let's, no. let, let's be real. This guy's a Ballon d'Or winner. But, okay, but you guys are acting like it's a runaway. But he's a Ballon d'Or winner. It is. But hold up. You guys are acting like he's a Ballon d'Or winner. Because of what yes. he did with it in Miami. It doesn't matter. He's a Ballon d'Or winner but in he MLS. He's did you messy. see what he did in Leagues Cup? I, but he didn't win a Ballon d'Or because of that. Okay. That did doesn't count in the voting. It, voting it's, ended it's, in, it's, 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 crazy. Not, it's not about what got him to win Ballon d'Or. The, the point is, I need he is whistle. the winner. Yeah. He is the winner of the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> sure. Did you see what he did for in Leagues Cup? Miami was down here. They were horrible. They were TFC. They were Colorado Rapids. And he's going to have Gone. Suarez? Done. And they won Leagues Cup. Right. All right. It's a big TBD right. on that one. Okay, uh, last one. <laughs> I, need, I need a red card. Man. I know. Blow your whistle. Let me you smell that mate. What's the point of the game if I can't disagree? I, 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 I want to like smell it. that mate. For banter's sake, We got one good. more? U.S. men's national team will make the semifinals of the 2024 Copa America. Oh. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. Which one? Treat? Ooh. Oh. Oh, boy. Wow. There's a lot of solidarity over at this end of the desk. Nico is just playing the contrarian, and I'm here for it. No, I'm playing like the contrarian. I don't think they're in the Americas. I don't think they're the best four team in the world right now. Fair. So, so give me the four. Simple. Argentina. Brazil. Colombia. No, Uruguay. Done. Uruguay. Mmm. Really and then, and then, and, and, here, and, and here is, and here is, and I would. If you say Mexico, I'm walking out. <laughs> but they can, but they, but they can lose to, they can lose to Colombia. I can see the United States losing to a Colombia. I, I can see them losing to a Mexico. They yeah. can. I don't think they'll get to the top four. <laughs> It ch Chuck's had enough. Uh, apparently, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. You remember that they made it to the semis in 2016. Okay. You remember that, right? I remember. Oh, okay. Man, this, yeah. is, this is way better than that team. And there are other it. South American teams that are better than the ones in 2016. Chuck's He's, had enough. All right, I hope it's he a comes ghost. back. It's a ghost. That ain't real. Because we're going to take a break. When we come That's back, ghost. we are chatting uh, yesterday's Ballon d'Or ceremony where Lionel Messi, um, <laughs> the greatest player, in the world of all time. And Charlie, Charlie no, Davies. No, that's Lucho Costa. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he took it home. We're gonna, we're gonna dive in after a quick timeout. Don't go anywhere, guys. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.